that's not what this is about. In Israel's mind, they're trying to secure the future of their country. If, if Israel want to take Gaza, they'll just do it. They'll just do it. This dude got nuts, bro. Like, kahunas on this guy. One in a million, a million, the one villain. Too hot to be in the kitchen. I'll end up melting the ceiling urgent need for more aid to reach the civilians of Gaza and responding to calls from the U.S. and much of the international community for humanitarian pauses in fighting. Israel announced Thursday it will implement four-hour humanitarian pauses daily in the northern Gaza Strip. The Israel Defense Forces said there will be, quote, tactical local pauses for humanitarian aid for Gazan civilians. Here's a clip. The White House. Oh, no, 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 wait, 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 wait a second. Hold on. I thought Israel was supposed to be committing a mass genocide. Am I wrong? I, I, I was told by some uh some some people that Israel was had every intent on committing a mass genocide that they were trying to wipe the 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 the, the Palestinians off the face of the earth that's what i was told what the hell uh what's up with this uh pause four hour pauses in fighting uh are they just doing genocides wrong now says Israel will establish four-hour humanitarian pauses each day in Gaza so more people can escape the fighting, but not a full ceasefire. Tens of thousands of Palestinians have fled to the southern part of Gaza in recent days as Israel carries out its ground and air offensive. Raising hopes of a hostage breakthrough, two officials with knowledge of the visit tell NBC News that both the CIA director and the director of Israel's intelligence agency, Mossad, were in Qatar today to work through details of a potential hostage release. Mr. President, This morning, Israel's president told NBC's Ralph Sanchez there's no substantial offer from Hamas to release hostages, even while Israel says it will allow more aid into Gaza. We agreed also on major upgra uh, uh, upgrade of the humanitarian aid. To I really do want to know like what Hamas plan was here. Uh, what exactly were they hoping to achieve? Or if they were trying to achieve anything at all. Maybe it was just carnage. Maybe. Maybe they didn't have a, a long-term strategy here. But like, okay, uh, maybe they were even shocked and surprised that they had so much time to do what they did. And maybe it just like unfolded. So, you know, Look, I've been in a situation and nothing on this scale, but like uh, where things just evolve and unfold as they do. And before you know it, you in a situation you had no idea was going to play out the way it did. But honestly, like what, what did they think was going to happen? OK, now you have all these hostages. Are you are, are they planning to use the hostages as some way of negotiating what? It's not going to make Israel dissolve as a state. So that can't be the goal. Uh, is it a two-state solution? Because that hasn't worked. So is it just to hurt the, is the Israelis? Because if that's the case, you could just go ahead and, you know, why would you take hostages when you could have just hurt them? Uh, I, I don't really understand. Like, is this to kind of like keep the gloves on Israel? I, I really don't understand. So Gaza. And according to U.S. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby, some more detail, Kirby announced to reporters that the four-hour humanitarian pauses will be implemented in northern Gaza beginning Thursday yesterday. The Israelis have informed the U.S. there will be no military operations in those areas for the duration of the pauses, and the timing of them will be announced three hours before the pause begins each day, Kirby said. An Israeli official also confirmed the four-hour daily pauses, saying the reprieves are meant to... I gotta know what the, uh, what the, what the, the people who said that Israel is committing a genocide, I, I want to know what they're, what they're saying. Uh, what, what is their response to this like? It's a trap or they, they, they just trying to trick the uh, Palestinians and get them in one place so that they can do something horrible. Uh, how does this play into the genocide plan? Like, I, I'm just curious. Like, I, I just really I want to know how this goes into somebody's brain and how it filters out through their their worldview and comes out the other end. Like, I just really want to know. I'm curious to allow people to move to the south of Gaza and obtain food and medicine, which, of course, is very much needed over there right now. 
Kirby would not speak to the details in terms of physical parameters of the pauses or how many days there would be pauses, but this also comes with the addition of a second humanitarian corridor, this time along the sea, to allow for the safe passage of many more civilians. That said, Israel has made clear there will be no full ceasefire at this time. Quote, the fighting continues and there will be no ceasefire without the release of our hostages. Israel is allowing safe passage through humanitarian corridors from the northern Gaza Strip to the south, which 50,000 Gazans utilized just yesterday. We once again call on the civilian population of Gaza to evacuate to the south. That's all right, now I'm not my question to the people on Israel side. Like, do I, am I supposed to believe that if they give up their leverage, if they give up their hostages, and they release all of them, that that's somehow going to motivate you to cause a ceasefire? Uh, what would be your uh, reasoning? What like, okay, you've already told me that you want to wipe Hamas off the face of the planet, right? Like that's your goal. This is what you're trying to achieve. If they give up all of their hostages, what would be the purpose of a ceasefire? Just to what? allow the civilians to get out of the way and then the Hamas knows that you're coming to get them anyway I, I don't see how uh, promising them a ceasefire or saying that there won't be one until the hostages are released is somehow going to convince them that they should release the hostages I, I just don't get that either a statement from the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's office President Biden also chiming in confirming there will not be a full ceasefire here's the clip there's a lot more detail, including uh, the... Now, I know that there's been a lot of people arguing for a ceasefire, but to me, uh, to them, to most people calling for a ceasefire, I think they're looking at it from a humanitarian perspective, which uh, I can sympathize with that. But from a political perspective, uh, which it is political, a ceasefire does nothing to actually help Israel. It only helps Hamas. Uh, I don't see how Israel benefits from a ceasefire except through public opinion, which is a political one. Uh, which you could argue that, okay, they want to keep uh, the political, the, the, the public's perception of them in a good light. But let's be honest here. The public in many cases have already shown that no matter what Israel does, they're not going to look at them favorably. Uh, in order for you to convince somebody that they should do something, you have to give them an incentive to do it. And a lot of people who have been arguing against Israel have removed all incentives for Israel to ever try to curry favor with them tie-in of Iran and an increase of hostilities there. But let's first take a break to discuss some of what we just talked about, Jay. Okay, so there's three measures of humanitarian uh, uh, projects there. So let me uh, distinguish between them, it's really important. Uh, humanitarian quarter, great, fantastic. That's what we want, that's a real development. Uh, please don't bomb it, okay, because Israel said, hey, move out of the north, go to the south, you'll be safe there, and then they bomb the south. So as long as they're not bombing the humanitarian- But what is Hamas doing? Okay, so I, I, I'm trying to put this in my head, right? Like, uh, I'm, I'm really genuinely concerned. and interested like i have an open mind when it comes to all of this right i'm just asking questions because i'm curious right if what they say about hamas is true that hamas uses civilians as shields do you think hamas is interested in letting their shields get away to a safe place one of two things could happen if hamas really needs those human shields they're either one they're going to keep them where they are or two, they're going to go with them. What other option is there? Unless it's all a lie. Maybe Hamas isn't using human shells. Then I have to recalibrate my questioning. But I'm really curious. Quarter, great. All right, that's terrific. Now, second thing, humanitarian pause. I'm split on this. On the one hand, it's baby steps towards maybe one day a ceasefire. So uh, there's an argument to be made that you take any progress over no progress, right? On the other hand, a uh, four hour humanitarian pause is a lunch break. Like they got to stop at some point to eat dinner or whatever, you know, re, you know, reload. It's not, it's not real. I mean, that's not a, it's a tiny, tiny, tiny thing, right? Maybe you could use a four and people say, hey, like 
you can use the four hours to get aid to people who civilians who were harmed, etc. In the area, okay, that makes it a little bit more real. Okay, we're so do with that as you want, right? If people are saying like, good, mission accomplished, then I don't agree with that at all. That's preposterous, right? But if you're saying it's completely useless, that's probably too much, right? If there's some use to it, it's a incrementally okay. And then, but if you notice the offer for the exchange of hostages, we all want the hostages back, right? So sometimes people say, well, you know, why don't you yell at Hamas? Okay, here I'm officially yelling at Hamas. God damn it, give the hostages back. Okay, that's not going to work. So, do we? Why wouldn't we all want the hostages back, right? So, <laughs> if you they want a, an exchange for uh, Palestinian prisoners, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Uh, that 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 video was wild. Yeah, I mean, like, oh man, I hope you heard my rant on it. <laughs> that, that Israel has. Now, I hate hostage exchanges. I'm not sure that the U.S. should have ever done any. Israel should have ever done any. But there is a very long history and precedent of prisoner exchanges between the Israelis and the Palestinians. So in this case, they're saying, no, we're not going to do that. Well, we'll see if that's true or not. But at least publicly, they're saying that. Instead, we're going to exchange the hostages for some humanitarian aid. That's not a realistic offer. That's well. What do you mean? It's not a realistic offer. Israel has the big guns, bro. Yeah, they got a couple of hostages from Israel, but Israel has the advantage. They are the ones with the weaponry. They are the ones with the big budget and the funding and, and the military might and power. They're not on equal foots to be trying to negotiate on equal footings with Hamas. They're not. Yeah, they got what? 200 something hostages. And the, the, what? You want Israel to trade prisoners with the people that they're trying to annihilate and give them what? More people to fight on their side against Israel? I don't understand. What incentive does Israel have to treat Hamas fairly at this point? Hamas is not in control. Hamas does not uh, have the upper hand here. Even though they have hostages, they are not the big dogs in this scenario. Making demands or looking for equality. I don't get what you... They're never going to take that. So, okay, so you take a humanitarian aid for, what, a couple hours, a couple of days, and then you go back to the bombings. And what leverage did the other side get from that? I don't want Hamas to have any leverage. I want him to give the hostages back. But we have to be realistic about how to actually execute that. If you're offering... Look, I sympathize with the people who have loved ones in harm's way. That's Palestinian. That's Israeli. Uh, the people who are hostages, that's a horrific situation to be in. I 100% can't even begin to fathom what it must be like to have somebody you love being a hostage or being a hostage yourself. But if we're looking at it from the eyes of a military perspective, if we're being honest, those hostages are not that big of a leverage. It may play wrong to the people at home or the people who want their loved ones home. But if Israel is hell bent and intent on destroying Hamas by any means necessary to rid that region of Hamas influence, they may be willing to pay that price. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that, but I, I believe that's the more realistic way of looking at it. So anybody who's looking at this and watching this, they might need to prepare themselves that Israel, and by all intents and purposes, it seems as if Israel has already factored that in. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes and negotiations and trying to get the hostages back, but it seemed like Israel had no problem bombing and, and you know, getting the ground invasion going and all of that stuff while the hostages were taken. So apparently the hostages are not enough leverage to change any outcome on how Israel is going to behave at this point. Oh, yeah, let's take a lunch break and you give me all the hostages back. You're not going to get them back. So be realistic. So, but to be fair, I don't know what's happening behind the scenes. None of us do. And maybe they're having a real exchange about you know realistic terms. But the ones that are being put out there now are not at all realistic. One last thing, uh, Joe Biden. They're pretty callous. So.
So I get that he doesn't want to cease firing. We'll totally, utterly disagree with him. Uh, I don't think Israel should drop a single uh, more bomb on Gaza uh, or the West Bank or any of the occupied territories. You know, let's say that Israel and Joe Biden actually did want to cease fire. And this is one of the hardest things when it comes to politics that you have to reconcile with the general public versus actually government, right? The government can't tell you everything. What if they really do want to cease fire? But maybe it's not in their strategic uh, advantage to tell the world that that's what they're looking for because it might embolden Hamas to feel like they got more leeway than they actually do. Like, we don't know. I know. You can only react on what the information you got. And, and they could literally be telling the truth. But it's just when it comes to this type of stuff, you have to take everything with a grain of salt because you could never really truly know exactly what's really going on. Or what the true intent actually is. But controlling the narrative is very vital when it comes to politics and when it comes to, you know, public perception. Uh, but they should just uh, give up? No. Uh, so we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but uh, on the other hand, even if you don't want a ceasefire, going, no, no chance. <laughs> like, that's not helpful. And by the way, two thirds of Americans want a ceasefire. So it's spinning in our face a little bit. Like, what, what do you think you live in a democracy? Our leaders are never going to give you what you want. Okay, Mark. Was, bro, I'm going to tell y'all, I'm going to keep it 100% real, bro. Like, no, I get they do surveys and they do all of these questionnaires and they ask people two thirds, bro. Look, I don't, bro. I don't put much stock and faith in these surveys. Look, it's probably the best we got, but honestly, like it's not a true representation of the country. Uh, I just don't put that much stock into them. Uh, I mean, you could randomly, you know, send it out to ten thousand people or whatever, and it, it might get you the best you can get. And I'm not saying they're not valuable. It's just I don't put too much stock into that when it comes to like what Americans truly want. And based on how you ask the question, Americans will give you a different answer on what they actually want. It was definitely impolitic to be polite for Biden to respond that way. I mean, uh, he, he could have, especially someone like Biden, could have been more equivocal or vague or something. It was, uh, I thought it was an interesting response from that standpoint. I will take the incremental gain that's associated with the four hours. I think, and, you know, on a lot of things, we have to begin to take incremental progress. And increment after increment, you have real progress. Please don't misunderstand me. Much of what Jenks said may be true when it comes to, you know, what you can really get done in a four-hour daily break. But four hours isn't one hour. Four hours is something. So, again, not to obsess on it, but I also wouldn't put it down completely. You, you wanted some kind of concession on the part of the Israelis. They've, they've offered that. Jenks' uh, notion of trading hostages is a fascinating one, intriguing one. I don't know that it goes anywhere, really, but it, but it might. I'm not trading hostages. What are you talking about, man? That's a foolish recommendation. Why would I give Hamas a bunch of hostages for innocent civilians? And I don't know if the people that uh, Israel are holding are all innocent or all guilty. I don't know the 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 actual status of why those people are in prison. I'm pretty sure there's uh, a way to find out, uh, which uh, I have to look into at some point. But whatever the case may be is, why would I negotiate with Hamas as, a, as an Israeli at this point? Purely from a political perspective, it's like we have the power. It's like, no, you're going to give us the hostages or we're going to wipe you off of the face of the planet. It's that simple. It's not it's not two world forces that like are on equal footing and both are going to be annihilated if one doesn't concede. No, it's not. That's not the situation. And sadly, you know, those who control this negotiation are probably in Qatar. I mean, it, it seems as though the Qataris are the ones who are behind the scenes funneling a lot of money and negotiations. Uh, again, backtrack negotiations to this entire process. So I don't I don't understand what Jenk you're calling for then because 
the world was called, some people are calling for a ceasefire, which also Israel is not going to do, just like you easily say, Hamas isn't going to take that, Israel's not going to take that. They've just suffered the worst attack in their history, and so they're well, going they to try to back eight times over. So yeah, I, but it's not about payback, it's about an objective in the war. Like it. It's not, it's about an objective in the war. What's so, objective? The ob about payback? See, it's, it's the filter, right? And I understand that certain people have different filters. We're all different, right? Everybody comes with a different set of tools. Everybody sees things differently, right? And you're going to process it through the filter or whatever the case may be. But this is not about payback. It's not. This, Israel doing what they're doing is not about, oh, we're going to like we're gonna pay you back for what you did. That's not what this is about. In Israel's mind, they're trying to secure the future of their country from attacks in the future that might kill more of their innocents. And by doing that, they're trying to root out what they consider to be a terroristic organization that runs Gaza. That's what their goal is. Their goal was never to just get payback. If they want a payback, they could have easily got that. They could have did that in the first day. Objective is to get rid of Hamas, the terrorists. Impossible, you know Impossible. So then they just give up. So then Israel no, just no, deals with giving up, But like, it's an absurd goal. Like, is Hamas going to raise their hand one day and go, okay, we give up? Really? How did we get rid of the Nazis? How did we just defeat the Nazis? Because those were a different time, Ben. So, so now we can no longer defeat evil forces. <laughs> we couldn't defeat the Taliban. We couldn't defeat anybody in Iraq. We those were different times. You know what happens? Usually, you can't defeat these people because the public will to carry on betrays you. We created all kind of rules of engagement and things that was no longer necessary in war, which I personally think in most cases are a good thing, but it does make it diff more difficult to effectively uh, destroy your, the enemy who you need to get rid of. And that's just, it's a trade-off that you got to deal with, right? W which I'm cool. Like sometimes you got to make those trade-offs, but like uh, when you say these are different times or whatever the case may be, it's like, that doesn't mean it's impossible. You know, if, if, if Hitler showed up today which that was the, the the word used, Hitler or whatever the case may be. Yeah. You can't just sit here and say, well, uh, we live in a different day. So we just got to, uh, what, allow Nazis to thrive and do what? Couldn't defeat the Sunni insurgency. We couldn't defeat the Vietnamese because in the old days, you defeated people by murdering everyone in their uh, in their home. So, so people who say like, hey, how do we beat the Nazis? Yeah, we, we firebombed Dresden and killed 70% of the civilians. That includes 70% of the babies, the grandmothers, etc. And so in those days, you fought and you killed everyone until they, they were tired of dying. I don't want to go back to those days. Yeah, but <laughs> Until they were tired of dying. You know, I'm getting tired all this dying, you know. Maybe we should surrender. <laughs> Those days, sadly, very sadly, are not over. That is how war works. You're just saying you're against war. And I agree, right. I'm against war as well. But that's how war works. Otherwise, what you're saying right. is that those are the old days. The new days are terrorists. War is basically that. War is... No, I, I can't, right? Look, I understand what Jenkins is saying. You can't just go around murdering a bunch of civilians to get to the bad guy. I understand we live in a different world. And mostly that's due to the fact that we live in a world that's more connected than ever. People see these things. You can't just go on a war rampage and just start slaughtering a bunch of civilians just because you're trying to get somebody. I get that, right? But until you offer up something that is effective and works better in certain circumstances, what else do you expect these people to do? can do whatever they like, That's and nice. then just with impunity, there'll be some payback for a few weeks, and then you get to stay in power. No, so for, first of all, um, if war works by us murdering their innocent civilians, I don't want any piece of it. Second of all, it doesn't mean that you can't do anything against the terrorists. We can actually- You said you don't want any piece of it. It's not up to you, but you don't have a choice. Sometimes the war comes to you, and you don't have a choice. 
You can't just sit on the sideline and decide, yeah, I don't want no pieces of it. You can't. Sometimes you just can't sit on the sideline because they're going to bring the war to you. We do special forces, we did against ISIS, we did against Al-Qaeda. And by the way, all the bombing in Iraq killed hundreds of thousands of civilians, and it did not eradicate the Sunni insurgency or ISIS. When we used special forces and we got on the ground and we actually killed the bad guys, instead of doing indiscriminate bombings, that actually did work. We did get Osama bin Laden, we did get the leader of ISIS in that uh, one. So if Israel goes in, and, and right now, by the way, the ground troops, as I said from day one, have been more effective. And a lot of people were against the ground troops. But I said, look, special forces is necessary. That's how you fight back against people who are trying to kill you. But if you say, hey, I'm just gonna bomb, like the reason why I say not one more bomb is because bombing doesn't work. What, and bombing Iraq created ISIS. It didn't end ISIS, it created ISIS. Yeah. So the more we bomb the Palestinians, the bigger Hamas is gonna get. In this day and age, the Viet Cong didn't raise their hand and say we give up. But neither did, none of these groups say we give up. That's because you didn't kill enough of them until they got tired of saying it's tired of dying. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> That's why. It's the new rules of engagement which prevents war from ever ending. So you're actually costing more lives by the new rules of rules of engagement than by the old rules of engagement. Because instead of something going on for a year or two or three years, now they're extended over long periods of times where a bunch of people die here and a bunch of people die here. And over time, it just adds up. The numbers just climb, 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 climb. Oh, and, the, and, and, and it never ends. It never ends because you can never just go in and annihilate your enemy. And look, I want to live in a world where innocent people don't die because of wars. I am so tired of living in a world where governments can decide at the, the flick of a wrist that X amount of people are gonna die. I don't like that. It's a bad situation to be in, but it's the real world. It's the world we live in. And the question should be, how do we best navigate this world given the current circumstances to the best interest of whatever government or country you're trying to run? It's just like, it's okay to live in la-la land. It's okay to have uh, all of these wishes and dreams of what utopia would be like. That's fine. Have your dreams. But deal with reality as well. And Hamas is never, ever, ever going to say we give up. So if that's the standard, that means we're just going to keep butchering Palestinian civilians. But no, you just annihilate Hamas by any means necessary and save as many Palestinians as you possibly can. That's at least what I think Israel's plan is. By that exact standard, you're, you're acting as though the bombing was just purely, as you seem to think it is, for revenge or retribution. They were bombing these buildings. And while, again, I'll say it every time, the, the innocent loss of life has been horrific, it was not for no reason. And it was not indiscriminately. It was to get rid of strongholds, buildings that they knew had Hamas strongholds in them, so that when they go in with the ground troops that you yourself were suggesting were a better idea and are a better idea, that they aren't a complete suicide mission for the Israeli troops. Also, in the immediate aftermath of October 7th, you said, of course, Israel has to respond and is going to bomb. It's just you hope that it's not at a hugely disproportional number. You said, I hope it's not 10 to 1, 100 to 1. The numbers have been horrible. They've been 5 to 1 or 6 to 1. That's not good, but it's because we're trying to take out a terrorist force that yeah. also is a government. And so I do not buy the argument that there is ever going to be a solution where you just say Hamas gets to win. And so I think a much smarter way to approach trying to get with you want. They don't get to win, Ben. They don't get to win. So look, at the end of the day, so look, two last things, and then you got more of the story but to tell. How they don't get the win. Yeah, they do get the win if you if you allow what they did to stand, and without them paying the price. Nah, they, 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 I mean, I, okay, the people who lose are the 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 civilian Israelis and the civilian Palestinians. Those are the people who, for sure, have taken losses more than anything. The Palestinian people have taken a loss because of what Hamas has done, hundred percent. Uh, but uh, I don't know Hamas apparently like. Some of these people believe in jihad. Like, I mean, to them, it might be uh, a form of glory to die in the name of their cause. But like, 
Uh, so any losses that they probably take, they might say it was worth it. You know, in a way, they might feel like they won if, if you allow them to get away with it. Part of what I'm saying, a smarter part to, a way to do that is to not demonize people that are responding from this horrible terror attack, but instead say, great, thank you for a four hour every single day during war humanitarian pause and an extra humanitarian corridor. Actually turn the rhetoric towards something that is more inclusive and more positive and say we are moving towards the right direction, not immediately on day one saying that's not real. Maybe it's a tiny bit real, but it's not real. No, it's a major significant change in the conditions on the ground. It's the it's Israel going against what it believes its objectives need to be to listen to the world community, to give opportunities for aid to come in. That's a big source of outcry from all of the groups saying civilians are being killed. So let the civilians out. So they're doing that. Extra humanitarian corridor. anybody out. They've got as a prison. They, you can't leave because Gaza. Egypt will not open their that, borders. That's ridiculous. If Egypt uh, opens the borders and the Palestinians go to Egypt, Israel's going to close the border and just take Gaza. No way. That's So that's why the Egyptians don't want the Palestinians to come over because Israel might just take Gaza. Bro, if, if Israel want to take Gaza, they'll just do it. They'll just do it. Them going to Egypt or not, they ain't going to change a damn thing. They really ain't. I, I, I don't think reasoning. I really don't. Crazy. I, no way, no way. Up to Egypt not, to keep that border no, open or not. But certainly no, they're not going to open no, the border in their is, own country. No, Israel and Egypt have an alliance, and that's why. It, ben, look, so we have massive disagreements. So when, it, at one point, they had about 8,000 civilians killed and 13 Hamas members killed. Spicy. No, they weren't trying to bomb Hamas. They were doing indiscriminate bombings. 13 Hamas members killed. Indiscriminate. Where are you getting that number? So, no. I got it from a news report. We Hamas, reported on it. Hamas does not distinguish in their numbers between Hamas soldiers and civilians. You have no idea how many Hamas soldiers were Even killed in that Even Netanyahu, at one point, and he's a grotesque liar, uh, said, uh, in an ABC report, well, 10,000 were killed, but you know, a thousand of those could have been Hamas. For could have been, could have been. And if that's true, but you take Netanyahu's numbers, that's still awful. You, if, I, if you said to me, that, I've said this a hundred times, hey, that guy killed your family members. There's no way that I don't want to kill that guy. I, I, I'm, I will be filled with rage. And you say there's nine civilians around them, an aunt, an uncle, a grandma, a baby, etc. Would I bomb them and kill those nine civilians to get the bad guy? Never. My question would be, which is the valid question, why aren't those nine people stopping that one person from doing what he did? They have the numbers, overpower them and take back the control. My question, fundamental question for everybody in this whole thing is, if Israel decided tomorrow to arm the Palestinians and give them all the support they need to overthrow Hamas and free their land of that terrorist organization and take back their power and rule themselves and put a new government in place, would the people of Palestine fight for their land? Would they actually go fight Hamas with Israel and take back Gaza? for the betterment of everybody, or would they either refuse to fight or turn their weapons against Israel? If you can answer that question, it will give you a lot of insight on where we are because we as citizens of any country, we're responsible for the government ruling us. And when that government decides to abuse us, at some point, the people in that country have to decide to overthrow that government or to fight back. It's our responsibility. And that's one thing that Americans understand all too well that even if you lose, it's the citizens of that country who's responsible for the people that's leading them. Ultimately, the Palestinians should be fighting with the Israelis to overthrow Hamas if Hamas is the problem. But the question is, would they? Are they willing to? I'm just curious. And I'm not saying, I'm just saying hypothetically speaking, what do you think they would do? Would they fight with Israel? Would they fight against Israel? Or would they not fight at all? 
never, because it is deeply immoral. I'm not gonna do the same thing a terrorist would do. That's insanity. And, and Israel's saying, yeah, I don't care. I don't care about the ratio. I dropped the bombs, I dropped the bombs, the buildings collapse, the baby's heads are crushed. But they Yay! are defense. That is a lie. That's not defense, that is a that's lie. offense. But they are not saying that. They are taking mo far more measures than any country that that's I know of to make true. sure the civilians no, leave they, the area. they take the least amount they, of measures. They make phone calls directly. Country. They drop any out of the sky. They make multiple statements on social media and on television. Oh, they pause, they said 24 hours to escape. UN said it's impossible. Escape the what? Escape the what? It's an open air prison. To the south. To the south, they bombed it a little bit to get rid of also Hamas targets. It's not the main area that the main bombing is happening. And so that is the reality of war. You're still not ever suggesting concretely how you suggest no, that I Israel know, lives in peace and oh, possibly Can I peace. answer? Please. Sure. It's so easy. Yeah. Okay. Special forces to take, to take out the Hamas guys who attacked. No problem. I've said it from day one. Try to release the hostages. Find, do negotiation, do a power, do all the things that you do. Then, this is super important. End the goddamn occupation. There end is it, an occupation it. in Gaza. I'll oh, say ben, it the Don't be insane, there man. There is a security. <laughs> Bro, bro, you cannot tell this man that it's not an occupation because in his mind, whatever the situation is, in his mind, qualified as an occupation, regardless if it legally meets the definition of an occupation, right? So there, there's going to be disagreement there. I don't care to get bogged down into that. Call it whatever you want. The, the reality is you got two separate people in this land who can't get along. The two leadership governments have decided that they can no longer coexist. I know for a fact if any country came over here and did what Hamas did to Israel like that and filmed it and, and sent it all over the world, you cannot tell me that Americans would be this nice about it. Well, then again, you got some people who just hate America in America for any and every reason. So, I mean, but I don't see us taking too kindly to that happening and taking all of these measures to like, nah, we, 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 some, somebody finna pay, you know what I mean? Like, and pay. Don't and, be insane. And, 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 and blockade of supplies. There is not an occupation. They voluntarily ended it in 2005 and removed forcibly their own Israeli citizens. Hey. How are you going to ask people to end an occupation that ended in 2005? And at least let's use words accurately. Because I've seen too many times on this network, people saying genocide when it is not one. People Preach! Oh man, this is getting good. I guarantee you that the people who watch the uh, Young Turks do not like what this man is saying right now. I can guarantee you, boy. Oh boy, this show is full of garbage. Who governs Gaza? Did anyone tell Jake he's a moron yet? What a schmuck! Oh, okay. Uh, when we are talking about innocent civilian deaths by Israel, they keep bringing up Hamas as if every Muslim is supposed to answer for Hamas. Nobody's okay. Uh, I'm not getting into the comments, but what I'm saying is like, uh, this is interesting. And, and look, shout out to Jink, shout out to the Young Turks for allowing heavily disagreements, and a person can still state how they feel to have disagreements and have open conversations. Shout out to them a hundred percent, regardless of how you feel about Jink or regardless how you feel about this guy. Power and conversation and being able to talk to somebody you strongly disagree with on the subject and at the end of the day, understand that y'all both want what's the best and instead of demonizing that person, shout out to him. People yes. saying occupation when it is not one. There is an occupation in the West Bank. I admit it because that's the definition and the words. But when the occupation ends, you say end the occupation. What are you asking for them? To end it again? Should they go back in and then end it again? Is that the request? Ben. Inception. What do they call that? Occupational inception. I just created that word, so uh, I just took two words, put it together, but that's what you call that, occupational inception. In the occupation you ended in 2005. <laughs> um, 
Okay, if I come to your house and say, look, I'm not occupying your house, but I can cut the water and power anytime, right. and I could starve you, and I could make sure you don't even get any water, and if you disagree with me on anything, I could drop a bomb on your head. Hey, I'm not occupying. It's called a blockade. I'm not occupying. It's called a blockade. I can murder you anytime I like, but I'm not occupying. It's not the word. Okay, it's called so a let's call it a prison. So Israel should stop imprisoning Palestinians in Gaza. And you know the big difference, though, is that when you have prisons, the the, 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 the people that run the prisons don't offer freedom to all of the people six different times, and they reject it when they get 85 to 97% of their requests. I've seen you shake. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Who is this guy? Oh man, who is this guy? The balls on this guy here. This man probably walked with a cane because his balls are so heavy. This man is literally sitting on Jenks Network giving him the business about it. Oh man, let this man get this man the, the, the biggest nuts award of the year. Off and interviewed you your head about saying they've been offered peace. You go like this, you go, no, no, no. But they have been offered peace ben, many I times. Sh so, so shouldn't they accept that? What is your plan? Why aren't you telling Hamas right now? Release the goddamn hostages, accept peace, make a peace <laughs> agreement, put on paper, put on, put your work, your, your, your money where your mouth is, and offer a solution. Don't just keep demonizing Israel and not offering a way to solve the goddamn problem because that goes on forever. So, two things about that, Ben. One, number one, mission accomplished. Hamas, uh, do a ceasefire, never attack Israel, uh, recognize their right to exist, release the hostages. Obviously, obviously. And uh, by the way, you're gonna make, no, hold on, I'll make it even more uh, like concrete. Hamas, stop being goddamn idiots. You're destroying the Palestinian cause as well as being immoral. Will you kill those innocent Israelis? But ultimately, it doesn't mean anything. Hamas is not going to listen. Hamas does not care. Does not care. Scott, what's up, brother? What's good with you? Hamas does not care. They're not going to listen to him. You're, you're, you're trying to deal with two people who have two different sets of moral compasses here. There's nothing you can say to Hamas to get them to do what he's telling them to do. We, we saw that with what they glorified and what they sent videos of. These are not people you can rationalize with. Now, the Palestinians can be reached, which is why I say, okay, if the Palestinians really want peace and they want to live in a, gov in a country that's not ruled by terrorists, we can empower them and Israel and the Palestinians can work together to overthrow Hamas. If that's what it's really about. But is it? But, yo... Uh, shout out to this dude, man, and shout out to um, Zink for allowing this man to do what he do. It's respect both on both of their part, but dude, nuts hanging. I mean, dude, I mean, dude probably can't even. I mean, this man probably got to walk with um with a walker carry them nuts around. Simply, it's <laughs> now ten times as many Palestinians have been killed. Are you happy? Was that mission accomplished? It is profoundly stupid, and it's easy for Hamas leaders to do that, as they said, comfortably in Qatar, right. and they condemn their own civilians to death. Ben, being against a terrorist is obvious. Is right. obvious, okay? But. But having but, a plan to defeat them oh, is much harder. But the Ben, thing. you have to stop imprisoning them. What? Look, Ben, if, if people come over, let's say they take, uh, name any. Don't imprison terrorists. You hear that? Nah, I get what he's saying. He's saying, stop imprisoning the Palestinians, right? Because that ultimately is creating uh, people like Hamas and creating people for Hamas to indoctrinate and bring into the fold, right? Uh, but, like, I really don't understand what. I really don't understand, like, what exactly is he saying? He said, in the occupation, the occupation that already ended. So let's say that Israel decides, okay, whatever barriers that he says is putting up, Israel decides to do that. Would that make Israel safer or would it make them more unsafe? And ultimately, a government's job is to protect their citizens. And if you can't protect your citizens, they will hire or they will put somebody in office who will. So the question is, is Israel becoming more, uh, I guess, hands off of Gaza better for the Israelites 
in the people in the, in the country of Israel or not. Because if it's not, then it would be irresponsible for the government of Israel to do so. Because it ultimately is putting their citizens' lives in danger. But if the Palestinians pose no threat, then I, then I can 100% see why Jake would feel that way, right? Place. They take New Jersey, they take Texas, and they say, okay, now you're in an open-air prison, and none of you have any goddamn rights, and we can put a boot on your neck, and now you go, you are servants. You're, you're subhuman. Now you sit there, Texas, and take it. And if any of you ever fight back, you're all goddamn terrorists in Texas. And what do you think Texas would do? Texas would blow up, those Texas citizens would blow up every goddamn occupier, and you know it. Nope. They would murder every occupier, and you know it. Great. How much patience can the Palestinians have? They're sitting there yep. in the West Bank doing nothing. They've been perfectly peaceful. Just and what do they get for the people? So... From what Jenk is saying is the Israel the, the Israelites are basically uh uh running a, a open air prison and they put their boot on the back of the Palestinians' neck, offered them no concessions, uh basically been oppressing them this whole time. Uh and yeah, the Palestinians are just acting out. Uh, I'm just curious, like why would if if Israel got it like that, why would Israel ever, ever attempt to try a two-state solution why would they ever come to the to the to the table for negotiations i i, I don't understand like it's is israel just the nicest uh the nicest oppressor known to man i mean i saw a video the other day of them like just literally bringing like fuel and supplies and stuff to the hospitals and stuff like that and yet people are still claiming that israel is trying to uh basically Commit genocide. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm missing something. Peace, peace. What did they get for the peace? Just All they got was occupation. Just 56 years enough. of occupation. They've been offered peace six times. So when you keep somebody in prison, as you say, what do you mean my ass? They have not been? Yes, they were I'll not. Explain. In, I'll in, explain. In, in I'll 37, explain. 48, 67, 2000, 2008. They were offered their own no. state. And they said, no, 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 no. So yes, no. if no. murderers and terrorists are going to keep killing you and you keep saying, here, I'm giving, you, I'm giving you what you want. I'm giving you most of what you want. And you keep saying, no, 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 no. Okay. Nobody on can earth, yourself included, would also allow themselves to keep being killed by Okay. This is gold, bro. This is fucking gold, bro. Oh, this is gold. Bro, shop man, bro. What is this dude's name, bro? Oh man, I gotta find this dude got nuts, bro. Like Kahuna's on this guy. Uh, uh, Ben Glebe, something like that. Ben Glebe, okay. That boy got his 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 uh his his MacBook open or whatever. He he, he ready. So, number one, 1937. At that point, Israel doesn't even exist. A bunch of people come over to Palestine and go, now, you guys, this is your land, but we're planning to take half of it. So why don't you just give us half? And we'll God, move out of your freaking houses. We own that land now. Oh, you didn't take it. Well, what a bunch of bad guys. I was going to take your goddamn land, and I was going to make you march, and then maybe die. Oh, you didn't take what a generous offer that I gave you? 1948, I'm going to take half your land. Give me your land. You, you can stay. You get the hell out of here. I'm more important than you. Oh, you don't own your land anymore. Well, you didn't take it. Why didn't you take it? What Okay, so by all rights and standards, then the Native Americans have every right to rage war against all Americans at any given time. And Jake would understand. Jake would completely 100% feel it. And, and what would Jake say? All Americans need to get the hell out of North America. You need to get off of their land. You just came in there and killed off all their people. And you just, what? Like, you gonna take it? Based on this argument, it's like the Native Americans have every right to just run into people's houses and just start destroying families and pe killing people in the streets and just like, based on this argument right what a lovely deal i gave you where i only steal half your land okay now you move to later rounds then it gets more complicated because then they come back in and they go i'll give you 87 percent of your house back but i had 100 percent of my house and by the way you're not even giving me the 50 percent you already took you're giving me 87 percent of the other 50 percent yeah you're right you know why because might makes right and, and, and look 
A lot of people are going to hate that, but it's true. The people who have the power don't have to give you a damn thing. They don't have to give you anything. If I, if the lion does not have to negotiate with the gazelle, it just doesn't. I'm sorry. Maybe the gazelle and the gazelle family was living in peace and the lion showed up out of nowhere and decided I come to eat dinner. Yeah, it's messed up. We was here living in peace. We didn't want to be eating, but at the same time, the lion doesn't have to negotiate with the gazelle. Now, just by the sheer fact that the lion decides that, okay, look, gazelle, I'm going to eat one of y'all, but the rest of y'all, I'm going to let go. As a gazelle, me personally, if I'm a gazelle, I'm like, you know what? I don't like the fact that you're going to eat one of us, but given the circumstance and the situation we're in, I think I'm going to have to take your deal, sir. You know? I mean, it's just the way it works. I mean, I'm sorry. What else do you want? Unless you got a magic pill to make everything as it should be, it ain't. It ain't, brother. No solution okay, hold on, hold on. But at the same time, do I wish 87%, 83 97 whatever the goddamn number was that both sides took it? Yes, I wish they both took it. And I wish Israel made a better offer, and I wish the Palestinians took a bad offer. So that's I, the solution so, then? Yes, ex exactly. What? But at this point, both Obama and Trump have said, Netanyahu doesn't want peace. He hasn't offered peace. He doesn't want peace. He wants permanent occupation. So for God's sake, fire Netanyahu. If it's a democracy, fire him. Because if you don't... Okay, I don't know too much uh, about the privacies and like what uh, BB actually wants or whatever the case may be. But it may be possible that he doesn't want peace. Maybe he feels like peace means danger for Israel. Maybe. Maybe peace, making peace with Gaza or the, the, the Palestinians actually put the Israelites in more danger. It's possible. He may feel that way. He may be wrong on why he feels that way. But he may have a justification for it. I mean, not wanting peace may not always be a negative thing, but hell, I'm not even willing to grant him that. He could just be a piece of shit. It's possible. But the people of Israel voted for him multiple times. Fire him. You're saying, yeah, I like what he's doing. I, we're going to occupy these poor people forever. In West Bank, there's no violence except by the settlers. On that, but they I totally still, agree. But they're On still occupied. Totally but they're still occupied the because they like it. They and like the occupying that. were trying to remove Netanyahu, and then there was a horrific terrorist attack. They brought him back like four times. Yeah, Look, yeah I, he's, he's, not, he's not a partner for peace. I agree with that 100%. He was funding Hamas to help make sure there was not peace that happens. That is true. But now we're in a reality that is now very hard to unwind unless some concrete <laughs> solution is offered, not just simply at, telling one side, we know the other side is terrorists, and so we have borders. to just give it in. No, don't give it. 67 borders. End the occupation. Occupation is a core evil, and if you don't end the occupation, I would do it unilaterally. Here, 67 borders. Good luck. You guys are sovereign now. You can have your own police, military, do whatever you like. You cross over and then we come and obliterate you, okay? But they made a peace deal with Egypt. Do a peace deal. It's not that complicated. Israel, you have got to let them go. We all want to go to Israel. We want Israel to be a beautiful, safe place filled with loving people, which it, it, which it is. But we can't go and we can't root for you and we can't do any of these things. <laughs> if you kill citizens at this enormous rate and never give any hope to those Palestinians, and they go, huh, they should know that they're defeated. They should know that they're going to stay occupied for the rest of time because they're savages. Savages. They can't ever have peace. They're always doing violence. We're going to occupy them for another 15 Again, minutes. they're not occupied and the savages... I don't think he believes Israel actually believes that because Israel, like he just mentioned, has uh, peace agreements with other Arab countries and deal with other Arab countries on a regular basis. I don't think Israel's, Israelites believe that the Arabs are the Palestinians are inherently uh, savages. I think that what they're uh, trying to contend with the fact is that we can try to make peace and we can try to give them all of that stuff or whatever. But what has Hamas done? Hamas has taken a lot of the resources from the people and used it to make weapons and used it to uh, basically inflict wounds on Israel. So how is there a guarantee? How do you guarantee that peace between these two people will ultimately not lead to more Israelis dying at the hands of Hamas? That's what you got. That's the trick you got to figure out.
to make sure both sides are on the same page that that will not happen, no matter how much time goes by. Are the leadership that is holding them hostage, the Palestinians? But you know what? Israeli leadership are also savages. And at this point, they've been seven <laughs> times as savage as Hamas. Which, if I'm an Israeli citizen, I'm sickened by that fact. The numbers are horrible, and it's in self-defense, and you know that's a difference. You know that's a big difference. Yeah, yeah. There was so much more to this story, we don't have time to get to it now, but I'll just briefly summarize. As a reminder, not just are the, the leadership of the Palestinian people in Gaza, the terrorist organization Hamas, they are back. Hey, boy, your turn's got a takeover happening right now. It's a, it's a, it's a cool. It's a coup happening right in the young turf. This dude right here taking over, bro. This man is making prime time. Ben Glebe, man. Ben Glebe. I think I'm Glebe, Glebe. I'm going to spell it for y'all. I'm going to find this, brother. G-L-E-I-B. And I don't know what he's saying with all his positions, but he ain't he ain't holding back no smoke on this one. And, and neither is Jake, but I feel like old dude is kind of like bringing up more, you know, valuable points in this. Backed by one of America's enemies, Iran, and they just again celebrated annually as they do the other day, the 1979 taking of Amer Americans hostage at the U.S. Embassy, and there were the chance, death to America, death to Israel, the, by the people that sponsor the suicide attackers and the terrorists in, in the Palestinian territories, paid for by Iran, and who was speaking at that rally was one of the leaders of Hamas, the en envoy of Hamas to Iran in his official office and official capacity, and those are the people that are funding, that people are siding with, and acting as though, just tell Israel to deal with it, deal with it. No, how about get the world community to stop funding terror and actually be a true partner for peace? So this time when it is offered, perhaps they will take the offer and not dwell in the past forever, because everyone's past is very painful in this scenario. The only way forward is to move forward. Iran does Ooh. fund Hamas. Uh, I despise the leadership of the Iranian government. They're mullahs and they would kill me in a second for being an apostate. I got no interest in them, but that doesn't mean that we should increase hostilities. Do get back into a peace deal. We had a peace deal with Iran. We had a peace deal, but the idiot Donald Trump took, pulled, us, pulled us out of it to start more conflict. And then, hey, look. Look, I'm not really in the business of making peace with terrorists or people who want death to my country or death to the people who have no problem pushing ideologies that fuel hate and fuel people to go out and commit terroristic acts against innocents. I'm not interested in it. I'm really not. Like, <sighs> Sometimes you play around with your enemy long enough until they got a nuclear bomb or until they become a, a, a threat that you can no longer deal with. Sometimes compassion is a form of idiocy, a form of stupidity. And you got to realize the difference. Sometimes it's a great thing, you know, helping Japan rebuild after World War II not doing to Germany what they did during, after the First World War. Sometimes you can actually turn things around. But sometimes the only way to actually turn things around is to get rid of the cancer that's spreading amongst that society. And then you can start helping the people, the real people who want something out of life. Look, uh, Iran, which funds Hamas, all of a sudden Hamas attacks because they're pissed. And by the way, screw them for chanting death to America. But nevertheless, understand where that came from because we did a coup of their democratically elected government. We, we got rid of them and we put in a shot that stole all their natural resources and gave it to our corporations. Do you think they're chanting death to America out of nowhere just but because must, they despise us? Okay, so if you feel like they got a, a valid reason to say death to America, then you can't, you can't, okay, if you think they have a valid reason to feel the way that they do, then you must say that they're right in feeling that way. Because you're, 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 you're saying they have a valid reason to feel that way. I mean, at least, am I, am I missing something here? Like, if you say that, oh, they're wrong for saying this, but then turn around and say, well, they have a good reason for saying this. Well, then they're not wrong. Maybe they're right. No reason. Native Americans don't chant death to America, and we did all the exact I same totally things to them. Agree, but that's why you have to have a peace deal. Mark, last word. Well, I just think that... <laughs> that's why you gotta have a peace deal. On the Iran thing, it is that they hate the West, Jack. I didn't even bring this guy. He sat on the sidelines the whole time. I'm not listening to what this guy gotta say. You should have jumped in, man. You don't get no airtime, man. 
look, I appreciate you taking the time to let them boys go at it or whatever, but like, I'm just not that interested in what you got to say, bro. Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed the video, subscribe for more. If you would like to get access to exclusive content, consider becoming a member or a patron at patreon.com slash the Hobby Lobby. You can also continue the conversation by joining the Hobby Lobby Discord. You can find all the links in the description below.